Hey y'all, it's time for some damn good content. I'm Shelby Claymall, your host and business bestie. I'm a content creator, social media manager, and coach, keynote speaker, wife, and a mama of two who ditched her nine to five to build a thriving multi six-figure business solely using social media. Just like you, I'm a working mom and a wife with limited time. So I'm committed to cutting the fluff and delivering tips and fresh ideas straight to your earbuds on how you too can harness damn good content and create that type of business that you love and are proud of. Each week, we'll deep dive into strategy and mindset of building your brand on social media so that your confidence and success in the online space can skyrocket. Get ready to step outside of your comfort zone and start creating some damn good content. Are you ready? Let's freaking get it. Hey guys, welcome back to Damn Good Content. I have Felicia with me today. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I do. I will say this. The moment I put it on my stories this morning about us recording a podcast, the DMs went like crazy. I know people here locally know who you are. So give a little a little bit of backstory about who are you um, and how you kind of got into the Neat Method for everyone. Yes, of course. So I'm born and raised on the North Shore. Um, I went to Arleigh the Lake, SSA, and then on to LSU. My great-great-grandparents we're from here. So we have, you know, deep roots on the North Shore and there's nowhere else I'd rather be. Um, I got into Neat Method through my husband's career, actually. Um, we met in high school. He went to St. Paul's, went on to play baseball at LSU and then professionally for 10 years. Um, through those 10 years, we got engaged, got married, had some babies and got traded a lot. So we were constantly moving but we'd always have you know our home base here on the north shore so um just throughout our moves i would hear some of the other baseball wives talk about you know i had this company come in and we got traded and we showed up to our new rental and everything was unpacked and like ready to go and it was foreign to me i had no clue what they were talking about lo and behold it's neat method so um during the end of Ryan's career, um, I was on their website looking for them to help us with our last move from the West Coast back to Florida and saw it was a franchise. I knew, you know, baseball was dwindling and I was kind of ready to get into something yeah. for myself. Um, saw it was a franchise and just kind of winged it. I filled out the application and it's uh, organizing. I'll back up a little. Always something I've loved to do. My mom actually had a little side hustle organizing when I was in high school. Yeah. So it's just kind of in my blood. I, I love it. <laughs> so how long? So what year was that? Just to give them a little bit back. So that was I launched in 2019. The application process probably started in 2018. I remember talking to actually my husband. It was either this morning or last night. And I was like, I am interviewing Ryan's wife. Mm -hmm. uh, first off, let's back up. Tell everybody who, what's your husband's name because you did say it. I mean, you didn't so, say his name. Ryan. Ryan. Okay. Good. <laughs> okay. Um, I was saying I'm interviewing Ryan's wife, and she does a new method. He's like, Well, what's the new method? And I was like, It's where she organizes all of your yeah. stuff. And he's like, So you obviously know we're going through a renovation right now. And yes. So he's like, I want to get all those cute containers. Yeah. Well, he didn't say cute because he'd kill me if he heard that part. Yeah. But I want to get those containers for underneath his like vanity um, right. for it to be like organized. Because right now it's like just like, well, we live in a fixer upper. So it's like crap literally everywhere. Yeah. You would freak out. And yeah, y'all are in a transition. Yeah. So. so if when people hire you for the neat method, like what is like, give us like the rundown of what do you do from when they reach out to when you leave like that job? 
So I will say it's a luxury service. Um, there are a lot of other organizing companies in our area, you know, big names like Marie Kondo, but we are completely opposite of that. Okay. Um, the clients that hire us, you know, we don't, we don't and they don't have time for us to come in and hold hands and kumbaya and let's bless the home and what sparks you joy, all of that. They are looking for a transformation. Right. You know, they called us for a reason. Um, so step one is to start with a consultation. And, you know, we always ask what is stressing you out the most? Cause it, it's always like, you know, my whole house. So it's like, what's stressing you out the most? And they don't know where to start. And well, we do like, let's start, you know, you can't find an outfit. Let's start in your closet or, you know, your kids are turning your kitchen and pantry upside down because they can't find the green cup or the Oreos. So we kind of, you know, hold their hands through that process and, and find a good starting place because it can get overwhelming for them, yeah. especially, you know, if there's editing involved. So we'll start with a consultation just to get to know them in their space, talk about goals. Um, every client is totally different. The goals of one client could be different from right. another. Um, so we come in on the project day with all the pretty bins and baskets and drawer organizers and are creating new systems within their home. Something that's sustainable again, so that that way we can transform the space and that way they can keep up with it for when, you know, when we leave, we don't want to go in there and spend all this time and money organizing your space. And then a week later it be turned upside down. Right. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of like the process. And for on project day, you know, we have our method, of course, of pulling everything out, sorting and categorizing. If there's editing to be involved, we'll kind of take it in bite-sized pieces for them or give it to them in bite-sized pieces. Um, you know, in the closet, like, here's all of your shorts. We don't, you know, here's all of your leggings. You don't need 50 pair of black leggings. You know, right. we'll sort them by capris and long leggings, you know, different. Different things. Yeah. And of course, you know, and I tell my clients this all the time. It's not going to be perfect every day, especially if you have a family. Mm -hmm. um, for example, my husband, you know, the diapers have a certain spot. There's a trash can that the diaper goes into when you're changing the baby. And I walk in and it's on the changing table. So that's it's just <laughs> like it's not going to be it's not going to click for everyone. Perfect. But the mm -hmm. reset should be seamless and right. quick and easy. You know, mm -hmm. a playroom, everything's going to have a home. Everything has a place. If the kids are young enough to where, you know, they're not able to keep it up, then you can go in there before you have guests and go clean it up in 10 minutes. Oh, my God. You just said playroom. 1,000 um, percent. <laughs> I've talked to her on the side. Obviously, when this renovation is done, I'm ca I'm calling you because I need right now we live we live in chaos. So like anything, honestly, is going to be great. But yeah. if we're going to send this much money on the renovation and it's the master it's right. the bathroom. It's our closet. It's our kids' room. It's the playroom. And I'm like, I need that to be like seamless and organized where my boys are getting older now that I'm like, go put it back where you found it. Right. Where we now clean up. It's not right. just going to be thrown in a bin and been like, well, where's that? Like always, mom, where's this and this? And I wish right. I could just be like, oh, I know where it is, which sometimes I do, but I'm like, it's just, it's so much. So when clients hire you, are you there with them or is kind of like they get out and you do it your just, thing? Like, it just what depends that? on them. Um, if they do editing before we go, then they don't need to be home. Um, if they want to do editing, you know, we'll pull them in for that process and then they, you know, go work in the kitchen or do whatever they need to do, go run errands. Um, but then we have some clients, like we have a move coming up in September where they're now empty nesters and they're going to Europe for a month. So 
when they're moving into their new house, they're not even going to be in the country and we're going to go in and unpack and organize everything and they're not even going to be home. So some clients don't like to be involved. Some do. It totally, it just depends. So do y'all, I have two questions because mm-hmm. I'm so intrigued, but do y'all pack for people or they have to pack it, then you unpack it and then you organize it? It depends. We can do both. A lot of our, you know, professional athlete clients, um, they don't want some random moving company coming in and touching their underwear and, you know, their and nice jewelry, all, all of yeah. the things. So um, they'll have us do it, especially if they're, they've been clients of ours, you know, they know us, they trust us to come in and do that, especially if it's a quick move, like they get traded. And I definitely, you know, can connect and relate to them on that level just because of my experience in that. Yeah. So um, a lot of it. It just really depends on the client, but we can do as far as a move, we can be in a in ugh, involved in as much or as little of the process as they want us to, okay. from the packing, the unpacking, the organizing, so or cool. just the organizing. I didn't know that. I thought y'all just did like come in. My house is a shit show. I need you to now organize. Nope, we do it all. I have a hard time saying no. I have one client. She has eight or nine kids. I can't even remember. Um, wow. and we were there. We're there every month, but in November. A couple of years ago, she was like, I'm hosting Thanksgiving. I need a tablecloth. I need my dining table set. So we went out. We bought her the tablecloth she wanted. We set the table for Thanksgiving. Like, <laughs> So you decorate too? Not decorate necessarily, but if they have like, like a, a certain themes, like task, something. Yeah. And like we'll, you know, we knew where all her china was and how it needs to be unpacked and how it needs to be packed away when she's done. We'll kind of do that. And we do for, you know, the holidays, we'll do Christmas takedowns where we'll like pull all the decorations down, ornaments, we'll organize it in the attic, you know. It it's the list goes on. Like I said, I have a hard time saying no, but if it's in our realm, we're happy. And then to you'll do it. Do it. Okay. Yes. So a, a while ago you kept saying editing. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Getting rid of stuff you don't want or need. Um it's not our job and, and you know, we we don't like to say, you know, get rid of this, but if you have 10 spatulas and half of them are melted and falling apart. Like you probably don't need that anymore. Um, If it's a decent spatula and, you know, it doesn't belong in the trash, like we'll take it and we'll donate it for you. We partner with um, the Crisis Pregnancy Center on the North Shore, Mm -hmm. um, North Shore Food Bank, where they resell everything back into their thrift store and all the money they make goes back to the food bank. So if items are, you know, if, if they're, what's the word? Bad shape should go. No, not You've bad been... shape, but if they can be reused, you know, we'll donate. It's going to go to a yeah. good place. We're not just going to throw it away. Gotcha. And sometimes, like, Goodwill gets a bad rep, but, I mean, they employ so many people who have, you know, a hard time getting jobs elsewhere, and it's it's going to go to somebody who can eat it. Yeah, I dropped it. off at Goodwill the other day, and I yeah. – there's so much stuff there. Mm-hmm. So much stuff. Yeah. So, well, it's easy, you know, if the client doesn't have a preference on a donation or charity they want to donate to, we'll just go pop our trunk at Goodwill and just give it, let them take it away. I love that. Yeah. And then the clients always get the receipt for tax purposes if they want it. So you have like but, a well-oiled machine. How many oh, people yeah. do you have working for you now? So there's nine of us. That's awesome. So do y'all all go into every house or you yeah. don't necessarily need to? No, it just depends on the scope of the job. You know, if it's a big move, all hands on deck. If it's, you know, somebody calls and they want their pantry to look like, you know, this beautiful pantry on Instagram, we might just need two of us. So it just depends on on the scope and how big of a job. I have three project managers, so they kind of like take and run with it. Um, I kind of pop in and 
work the big moves and do all the back end work. So a while ago, you did say that you go into a house monthly. Like, do you have (laughs) recurring clients where like you make sure things are like, what is that look like? Like, why are they using you? Yeah. So a lot of times, um, we have several clients we go to monthly every other month. Um, for example, you know, if they have several kids and their kids are constantly, as you know, transitioning out of clothes, bigger sizes, if they have older siblings, they're pulling those sizes down. So we're just coming in and like transitioning their clothes, transitioning their toys, going through, you know, expiration dates in the pantry, the fridge and the freezer. Um, some clients have, you know, housekeepers who put all their laundry away and we do kind of like take the time and train them on our methods of folding and space saving in terms of that and what the clothes look like in a drawer. But it's not always going to be exactly how we do it. So we'll go in and we'll tweak. Um, it could be like unpacking from a trip if they just got back from Europe for a month or helping unpack for a trip. Yeah. It just Do you love it on. still? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I absolutely love it. And I've never, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know this, like you work 24-7. Yeah. Um, so I did have to like have a come to Jesus with myself and be like, you can't do it all. So that's, you know, my team, most of us started this from day one like they started from day one with me and we've just added to our team so um I love them I trust them I could not do this without them so they are I think at this point like better than me when it comes to the actual ins and outs of organizing yeah yeah so I just had to take a step back and you know work on the back end and growing the business and all that and I've never been a salesperson but it's just something that I love and I'm passionate about and that I think that kind of like feeds into yeah the sales part of it i guess so do you am you i heard you say it a while ago how like ryan doesn't follow the put the diaper into the mm-hmm. trash do you i'm assuming have all of these tasks at your house like everything that you organize for clients y'all you do it at your house too like your oh, kids yeah. know your husband knows yes and my kids are very i'm a very routine person and just i'll back up a little like in baseball the non-routine part of that lifestyle was very difficult. So like the things that I could control really mattered to me. Like my kids, you know, being on a schedule and me being able to sleep because Ryan was gone every other week for seven days at a time. So like I was very, I've always have been very schedule oriented. So I think that's like rubbed off on my kids and they're very particular about their stuff too. Of course they'll play and pull things out, but like they'll put it back. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's just a, OCD in me, like rubbing off on them, but they're like, if they have friends over and their friends come and, you know, dump all the bins, they're like, oh my gosh, mom, like, and I'm like, do? it's okay. We can pick it up. Oh my God. <laughs> so I'm like, that's kind of embarrassing, but it's not, but I, I mean, know. at the same time, I feel like it keeps you sane because like, I feel like every single time I put, pick toys up, I mean, literally pick them up, I turn around and they have dumped them back out. Yeah. Like, like they know where everything is. They are good. You know, like. My middle son loves building anything and everything, you know, all the little thousands of Lego pieces and like he'll leave them out scattered on his floor for a couple of days, but they end up back, you know, in the box where they're supposed to go a yeah. few days later. But, you know, it's not like I don't let them play or like touch anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this podcast, it really does reach like moms to a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people in corporate or people that want to like side hustle. But I always try to talk about this too. Like, how do you manage mom and entrepreneur? Like I heard you say a while ago, you had to have a come to Jesus moment. Was it because you were like, I want to do everything. And like, you felt like you were working all the time or it was the fact that like you knew you couldn't do everything in order to grow in the sense of that. Like, let's touch on 
how it is to be a mom and own a business at the exact same yeah. time. Yeah. I think it just kind of happened organically um, because I started this, like I said, in the process, I guess, in 2018. I think my older ones were like two and three at the time. Yeah. So they weren't in school or anything. And it was, I've always liked to have something for myself and not working was really hard for me. Yeah. Um, I'm very type A, like I like a to-do list. I like to check things off and, you know, just being a stay-at-home mom was, was hard. Yeah. Um, so I kind of needed an outlet. So that's kind of where this began. And then, like I said, organically it just happened when I first started and launched Everyone, even my best friends are like, what is, what are you doing? Like, exactly. what is, what, yeah. what's an organizer where in like Dallas and New York, it's like everyone on the block has an organizer, like they have a housekeeper. So it was definitely foreign, you know, down here. I was the first market in Louisiana. Um, so just getting, and it was more of just like, you know, being at the gym and talking to people like about it. And it just slowly evolved, I guess. Yeah. Um, so when it was slow, you know, I would work a couple of days a week and then do all the back end stuff at night when the kids were asleep. And then, you know, as I started getting into school, we got a little busier. Um, but going back to managing it all. Yeah, I did have to, like, pull myself off. I couldn't work um, all day, every day. And all of my team, um, besides two of us, we all were all moms. So. It was more of like I had to sit down with them and say, let's come up with a schedule that works for all of us, that allows us to be in Carlina and pick up our kids and be there for the extracurricular. So we set our schedule. This is our schedule for the week. And then we also put a time because we would stay at clients in the beginning, looking back from like nine to six until until whenever the job was done. Where now we've learned like we stop at four o'clock, but I'll schedule more people if we need to. Or it might be a two-day job instead of a one-day job. So we put... An end. Hard stop. Yeah, yeah, hard stop um, so that we could be there for our kids in the afternoons. Um, and then also, like, when I go to Carline, I don't – I try not to check my emails. Like, me and Ryan have gotten in a really good habit of, like, right before dinner, we'll put our phones in the office. And when we go to bed, we put them on airplane mode because I would sit there in bed and I would – check my email at 10 o'clock and then something would come in and I'm thinking about it and yeah. I'm not getting good sleep. So like we've had to be like, you know, set some boundaries in terms of that. And it's just allowed me to like be more present right. as a mom and being able to manage, you know, all the things that me and Ryan had a tough conversation last night about the extracurriculars. Like my two older ones are in baseball, football, basketball, tumbling, soccer, like and all the things it's exhausting, yeah. but like you just have to, if you set those boundaries, allow yourself to be more present and you know make a to-do list if it doesn't get done today then move it to tomorrow like it's not the end of the world yeah but it's doable yes but it's doable yeah that's a lot of times i talk to they're like how do you do it all and i'm mm-hmm. like in all reality is like you have to time block and i'm not yeah. saying the best at it because mm-hmm. running a business like truly blows my mind because yes. like how do people how do people do this because yeah. it is you never know what's coming no at all times no never and especially being the owner you do get those emails at 10 o'clock at mm-hmm. night because you are the owner. So like yeah. you absorb all the worry, all of that where you don't sleep well. And then sometimes like what I found lately too is when your stress level gets up there and then you have your kids and they're asking for something, then you snap because you're trying to get certain things done and it's just mm-hmm. not fair to them. Right. Yeah. So John and I have actually talked about putting our phones up. We just haven't done it. It's, it's life changing. It really is. Like in the morning, I'll go get it from the office and I put it in my car and, like, I don't turn it off of airplane mode till my kids are out of my car because it just, like, blows up. And yeah. I just, like, 
you know, once you start, it's Seeming, hard to put yeah. it down. And our jobs don't start until nine. So as long as I'm available, like, you know, around eight or nine, yeah. it's it's okay. Yeah. Setting, setting healthy boundaries are, are really good. And I'm still working on that. Yeah. It's hard. Just, it's so hard. I mean. How long have y'all been doing it? Um, I would say like a year. Does mom, I mean, do your kids understand like what you and dad will, okay, well, we haven't even mentioned, but it's not about him, but we'll say it anyway, <laughs> but Ryan is a mortgage lender. Yeah. And so like his job never sleeps either because I mean, it's the housing right. industry, especially during COVID, it probably was like insanity. Yes. And so I, I mean, you run a business too though. So it's crazy. So basically yeah. you're both entrepreneurs at this mm-hmm. point. And do your kids kind of understand like the, the scope of like, what do you do for a living? Or like, why is mommy and daddy always on their phone? Or like, uh-huh. if you are on your phone, do they have those questions yet? Cause you did say one was your oldest is what? Seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think so. They don't ask too many questions because honestly, like it's all they've really known mm-hmm. for the first year. Like as I was launching this business and after Ryan retired from baseball, like neither of us worked for like almost a year. Mm-hmm. So we were just home with them all the time. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then things, like I said, just kind of organically happened with work on my end and his. Um, so it's just, I don't know. We haven't had like those hard questions yet, I don't think. But they definitely know like what we do. Um, both of my like and I I'll back up a little bit, but like I never knew what I wanted to be when I grow up. Like I still don't. Um, I mean, I love what I do, but this could be it. This might not. Yes, me and my best friend would take those tests, like in high school and college. I don't even know what they're called. They're like those questionnaires that you fill out, and like it's going to tell you what you want to be. Did you ever do any of that? No, because we just we were like, what's our major going to be? Like, what did you graduate in? So I was interior design. Okay, and then I went into um, just like a general business, Mm -hmm. and then I went to mass com advertising because I love like creative part of anything. Like I love being creative, Um, and like I love being artsy. I guess is what you what you can call it. But this is kind of an outlet for that in a sense because we're like being creative in someone else's home. Um, but anyway, I never, no test ever told me what I wanted to be. So then, um, when Ryan decided, you know, he was, got drafted and all that, my dad was like, well, you're not moving with him. We weren't engaged or anything. Like, you're not just going to up and leave and move with him. Like you need a job. So then I was like, Hmm, maybe I'll be a teacher because then I can like travel with him for the summer. Yeah. <laughs> so then I taught high school for three Shut years. Up. Like, what? Yeah. I taught business classes in oh high school. Oh my God. To like a, like teenagers mm-hmm. ew okay continue mm-hmm. oh, and so God. yeah and now i'm here what made you leave from teaching i guess when y'all got married you were just like sayonara yeah when we got married and then i got i got pregnant um my last year of teaching then i was you know we had to travel with them and go so, all the places and my both of my grandfathers were entrepreneurs um so i feel like it's definitely in my blood it's just not something i ever thought i would do, do. but mm-hmm. i just you know, fell well, you, saw that, you saw that opportunity though, too, honestly, because right. like you can't, we're coming back. This wasn't here mm-hmm. or they had the, what is her name? Maria. Nope. Marie Kondo. Yeah. Well, did they have that here? Did they have that here when you brought Nima that here? I don't think so. So you saw the opportunity, like mm-hmm. I've been around this. I know that this is a need. I know this is a necessity. People right. love this. Let me bring it back because mm-hmm. it is a foreign thing of like, what? What you need? Yeah. And I honestly didn't even like put that much thought into it. I was just like, this is something I know I would love because it's just in my blood anyway. Like mm-hmm. I'm just an organized type A person. So it could work. I love it. You know, 
they, you know, during our training, people always ask, like, did you get trained on how to do this? Like, absolutely not. But during our training, I guess, um, when I launched, it was more of like the business aspect of it because I had no idea how that's to do any of that. The accounting and the finance, like that's not mm-mm, over my head. It's still over my head. Mm-hmm. Is it over your that's head why too? you outsource. That's what I have. <laughs> I have like a great, good, like, yeah. Cause I'm like, I don't, I had a meeting with my bookkeeper and my coach yesterday and I literally wanted to cry yeah. on the phone. Like it was good things we were talking about mm-hmm. and like planning for the future. And I was still like, I don't. That overwhelms me. Yeah. I like the, the creative mm-hmm. why I started my business. Yes. yes. I think it's just so cool. Cause I like to organize my own stuff. Like I feel like John will tell me all the time. Now when you come and see my pantry, we can redo this podcast and you can tell the world really how my house is. But <laughs> anyway, when we do my pantry, which <clears throat> it's normal. And we go to Sam's or we go to the grocery store. Like, he's like, your happy place is putting things away in their correct spot. Like, there's yeah. going to be box. Like, I take things out of the box. I put yes. them on a tray. Yeah. I do all the things. And he's like, I know not to touch anything until you're done because, like, boxes just stack. Mm-hmm. And you literally just throw. Yeah. That's my method. I literally just throw it. It's like a mess within a mess. But then it gets organized and then I pick it up. Yeah. So I love doing that. But I could not imagine doing other people's stuff. Yeah. And I feel like it's easier because it's a different set of eyes. Like when you're doing your own space, you see it 24-7, day and night. And to have a second set of eyes in there to like give another opinion or like maybe it could work if we do it this way. And of course, like we we need the space to function with with what's in it. Like if somebody has, you know, a six-foot clothing rod and they have a thousand pairs of clothes, like we can only fit so much on that rod. So, like, yeah. you got to meet us in the middle a little bit. Like, we can't create more space. That's we cannot not, do that. We, yeah, we can't we do gotta it. We got to either get rid of that shit. Yes. Or we're going to need to figure something yeah. out. Yeah. I can't wait. Because, like, when we're redoing, we did redid our master closet. So, like, I can't wait. Because, like, we went from, like, a closet, normal to me, mm-hmm. to, like, a tiny one. Mm-hmm. Because we're living in the office part of the house. And I truly don't know what's in my closet at this point. Because everything's, like, just kind of stacked. And it's just, like... I just I wear like outfits on repeat at this point because mm-hmm. I just don't. Yeah. And I cannot wait until I call you and I'm like, please <laughs> come right now. So I don't lose my mind. I need this to be organized. Actually, I probably won't be there when you do it because I'm going to be like, well, what do you think of that? Yes. And be like, yeah. You're going to be like, get out. <laughs> out. I'll call you in. <laughs> Have you ever fired a client in the sense of like they were there being annoying? No. No? Nope. Okay. No, and some like to be more involved than others, and that's fine. But, I mean, we tell them straight up, like, if you're holding our hand the whole time, it's going to take more time for us, and then you're going to have to pay more. Yeah. Like, we're, we're very upfront about that. Um, So. Do you come in with, like, I'm asking all the questions to gear up, just for anybody that's going to call, but I will too. <laughs> but, like, with all the containers, with all the everything. Yes. So, like, you come scope out, and then yes. you go to the store and you buy it. Yes. So we don't have like a container store, obviously, or right. like a one-stop shop where we can go out and get all of these things. So during a consultation is when we'll take pictures just for our, our sake. Um, we usually don't share before pictures on social and we don't like need and tell. We don't, you know, say who our clients are. Um, and that's like a big thing that sets us apart from a lot of other companies is we have a confidentiality agreement. So a lot of people don't like that spread all over. I don't well, know. Yeah. Some, for some people, I guess it could be embarrassing. I don't know. But well, and you post like some stuff that you post, like it could be like their underwear drawer or their right. sock drawer or like the boxer drawer, like those types of yes. like things that are typically like that where it's like, yeah, it's personal stuff, you know? 
Yeah. So we'll, on a consultation, get all the measurements, all that that we need, and then we'll space plan. So we'll sit at our computer and look at the dimensions. And, you know, that's the hardest part for a lot of people is figuring out not only aesthetically, but like how the product is going to fit. We want the basket to fit the shelf. We want to maximize those shelves in any space. Um, That's our job. So we'll show up on the day of with all the bins, the baskets, the drawer organizers and all that from our pre-planning and we'll have it all, you know, we'll have a plan. I truly cannot wait. (laughs) (laughs) And a lot of times during like construction or renovation or new build, they'll call us to come in before the contractor gets in there and hires a you know, somebody to build out the actual closet or pantry. And our job is to know like what your inventory is. Some people, you know, whether it be like a shoe hobby or you're, everybody has a thing, a like thing. whether it's bags, whether it's shoes, whether it's jewelry. And like, we want the, the space to function for you. So yeah. we'll come in and we'll design the actual closet, like the meat of the closet, the shelves, the, the rods, all of that. So I did that not know you did all space. those things. Yeah. Do you post that on social media that you do all those things? Probably not. Nope. <laughs> you don't. I'm going to answer that for you right now. Like what? I, I, I didn't we know you to. did all those things. Like that's yeah. such good services that people actually need and yes. they want that they don't know that you do. Because truly, true statement, I mean, I didn't do that like super big deep dive, but just from knowing you and talking to people within the community and all that stuff, I just thought you literally came in and organized. Not yeah. like the next time I move, which will be never. But at this point, I did post the other day that someone can list my house and I will move because <laughs> I'm over this renovation, but it's fine. Um, hopefully by the time this podcast launches, we'll be in it. I highly doubt. But um, <laughs> um, that you would pack somebody up and then unpack and mm-hmm. they just walk in. Yeah. That's, and that's so crazy a, Like I me. said, I'm not a good like salesperson, but I feel like if – you know, our clients know that and it's our business has grown from word of mouth strictly. I was like, going to ask really that question. Has. Because it's, if you're not a good salesperson, then it's really because mm-hmm. I hate selling. Yes, I, I absolutely. I'm just it. like, you know, I'm, I'm horrible at it. Absolutely horrible. Like I will hide. But we'll come do it and then that'll sell itself. <laughs> yes. And then you take pictures and beautiful yes. videos and you post yeah. it all over everything. That's exciting yeah. to know. Mm-hmm. So how have you come? I mean, you might, I feel like you're going to say I haven't had any of these, but how have you like overcome any setbacks that you may have endured into in your business or like any failures? Like, does anything like come to mind or are you just like, I'm badass and I'm great. Um, and I've never I mean, of course that. there's setbacks and failures, but I mean, anything specific? I mean, just in general, like your mindset in life, like if say you get hit with like a really bad client or nobody wants to pay or you lost something that like a job that you wanted, like, I don't have, know if you, um, I mean, honestly, it's, it's, I I don't take things like that too personally mm-hmm. and I've learned to deal with that. You know, I, I used to, mm-hmm. I think, but it's like, you can't, it's, it's life. Like you move on. Um, in terms of like big competitors, um, we honestly don't have many. Well, that's great. Um, I mean, they're definitely, we just, we're completely different. Like our clientele is different than other companies. Yeah. And like I was saying with our confidentiality agreement, like that is huge because just with personal experience and, you know, a professional athlete, you just don't want your news spread everywhere sometimes and a lot of it's like for safety reasons or whatever the case may be but they i can relate with them on that level even you know successful business owners or people in all realms but um they just they trust us they know 
you know, we can relate with them on that level. And I don't know. I think I've just gotten grown to like have thick skin, I guess. Thick skin quick. Yeah. That's what owning a business can teach you and kids and be married. Yeah. But then like another part of me, like I'm a huge people pleaser. So like if a client were to ever have an issue, which I can count on one hand, how many times it's happened, um, I'm going to fix it immediately. Like immediately I'm going to do whatever I can in my power to fix it, whether they're like unhappy with a product or, you know, we've never run into a bad situation, knock on wood, but it's more of, I don't know. I'm just. You're going to make it work. I'm going to fix it. Yeah. And make sure they're more than happy. Like I just feel like in business in general, one, I'm a huge people pleaser. So I like, but I haven't figured out how to separate it yet Mm -hmm. because I'll like, get anxious and lose sleep and like be like yeah. oh my god I failed if they're unhappy when in yeah. reality like there's a lot of stuff that you can't control right if that you fail then you fail it just wasn't meant to be yeah uh but in the same sense as like I'll go back and do whatever I can in my power to help you fix yeah that aspect of it especially that's what I just can't do. sleep at night like and that's I mean that's part of owning a business like if you don't make it right and especially like you know our business thrives on word of mouth that I got to do what I got to do. And I, I would not be able to sleep at night if I knew somebody was unhappy. Um, and even, you know, I know I sleep with my phone away now, but I used to get texts at like 10 p.m. like on a Friday night, like where are my crab crackers? I'm hosting a party or like, where's this? They couldn't like clients couldn't find things because they weren't used to where they were. So I would have to, you know, respond in a timely manner like, oh, they're in the top right drawer. You know, we know exactly where everything is. That so is it's not so like they weren't unhappy, but like, where's my pink underwear? You know, like we can tell them exactly where they that are. That's so crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. Like before they, you know, start getting used to living in the space again, you know, a week so after we leave. So set boundaries and say like my phone calls off at this time or you just stopped answering? No, I just turn it off now. But it's not like that happens every now and then I'm going to answer it first thing in the morning. but. It's happened before. <laughs> that is so funny that you know, like, it, but you have to oh, think yeah. about it like that. It's like when you call your mom and you're like, well, I don't know about you, but like my mom in college, like I would always be like, have you seen this? And mm-hmm. she doesn't even live there anymore. She's like, yeah, it's there. Mm-hmm. So that's just so crazy to me yes. that you're just like, yeah, complete stranger. And you're like, yes, top yes. right drawer underneath yep. the tapasque. Okay, yep. Whatever. I send a text like on our, our team group text and somebody's going to say immediately like, oh, it's right here. <laughs> that is so funny too and so about how many houses do y'all do like a week um it just depends like this week we're in three um you know if it's a big move it's probably just one that week it, it really just depends on scheduling and like how things fall but how far do y'all like book out um six to eight weeks usually shut up mm-hmm. so like what do you do with the athletes that are like i just got drafted i need to move like tomorrow is that different it usually is, yeah. Like, we'll squeeze them in if we can. Well, because, I mean, I guess. Yeah. If it's a, t- yeah, a time thing, we're going to have to. But. So you are booked out six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Okay. Yeah. When I'm almost done. I'll call you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know when that's going to be yet. But, like, whenever we figure that yes. out. One of our clients is going through a huge renovation uptown right now. And she, I talked to her yesterday. She's like, okay, I need to get on the schedule for November because that's when we're. You know, contractors Holy, telling me it's that's eight moving. weeks from now. Wait, no, it's oh. it's Ooh. even further. But she knows how far we book, so she was like, "I need to get on now." And we all know, you know, contractor says this date. It's it's gonna yep. be a little after that. Yep, <laughs> it's just we know how that, that yes. life works. Yep. All right. Well, cool. See, it wasn't bad. No. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> no, we're not done yet. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> just one more question. Okay. Um. Okay, I ask everyone this just because I want to. And I, I don't know. You might be like, well, I don't want to answer this, but whatever. If you could go back and tell a little girl you one thing, what would it be? Oh, gosh. And you can take a minute to, like, think about it. But, like, I always like to get that answer because if you, like, really think about you as a little girl, then it will come to you, I think. But I also cried. And I'm an emotional roller coaster, so that's – Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of things I would tell myself. I was extremely, like, shy and, you know, I, my best friends today are my best friends since I was five years old. Like, we all went to grammar school, high school, college together, and I was always, like – kind of like leaned on them for yeah. like they were always like super outgoing and all of that and I would tell I mean I guess just like go for it whatever it is you know what's the worst that can happen it, you know it can fail you can fail whatever but just try it because if you don't try it then you're never gonna know that was like the perfect answer and I didn't tell her to say that <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much for coming you're welcome thanks for having me absolutely and can I you tell that. everybody where they can find you um It'll be in the show notes as well, but just if they want to follow you on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Yes. Neat Method New Orleans, pretty much everywhere. Okay. Um, I'm not on TikTok. That's okay. Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram. Were you waiting on me to say you should be on TikTok? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you paused for a second. My mindset has kind of shifted a little. I oh, mean, really? Not really. No, I lied. But like your community, I mean, we can deep, we can dive into this for a second, but like you are on the platforms that you should service, which is the community base. Like mm-hmm. how far are you, what locations do you service? Like Greater how, New Orleans. Just, that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like, I mean, cool. we've traveled, we traveled to 30A several times. We've traveled to Orange Beach. Yeah. Um, because I am the closest market to those areas and some of them, you know, have some of my clients have second homes. So we'll travel to those beach houses. But yeah, in terms of location, greater New Orleans and like that's where my focus is. Yeah, I feel like you're fine because like, listen, this is the deal is there's a lot of platforms. Obviously, threads just popped up out of nowhere. Yeah. And (laughs) I'm like, what? And it's our worst nightmare because social media managers and all my clients are like, should I be on threads? And I'm like, chill. What is happening? Exactly. I'm like, "Eh, I'm Mm -hmm. done. Can I come work for you? I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, And so I try to tell people like this, do one to two. And if you're comfortable with that, then let's add a third. But like you're on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. You said Twitter? Did you say no, Twitter? Okay. No Twitter. Are, just no. those three. Just those three. Mm-hmm. And like, if anything, like fun wise, I probably would gear you towards YouTube next. But really? like, it just depends. Pinterest like, is huge for us. Pinterest is, which is huge. Weird. Huge. Yeah. But you, you know, and think, the thing. But people but, Pinterest that. Yeah, I guess. One thousand percent. Yeah. I we don't handle Pinterest because like I posted on it once. I did okay for like mm-hmm. a second. I got like a follower and I gave up because I was like, we don't, we don't specialize in pinterest it's like mm-hmm. a whole different monster yeah but a lot of people feel like they have to be on every platform and they just don't have to yeah like you're good yeah you do need to post more okay and show your face okay but that's it. <laughs> other than that we're gone. anyway thank you so much for being here thank guys you. if you love this episode make sure you share it comment leave a review and until next time let's freaking get it <laughs> <laughs>